Hello everyone, welcome to the music podcast. My name's Dave, I'm here with my good mate Neil. Hello everyone. And uh, we have some very good friends here in the studio with us. Yeah, we say best friends. Well, I think we're there. I yeah, think we're there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Matt and Anthony from Hellions. Thanks for joining us in the studio, guys. Thank you for having us. Well, this welcome. is a lovely place, by the way. Isn't Thank it? you. Yes. We, we call it our own. Um, yep. It's actually <laughs> Studio 301. We like to call it uh, our bedroom. Yep. <laughs> Do we? Is that, uh, that's, no, that's no, no, no. We have a nice chandelier. Yep. Again, you can't see it because it's a podcast. That's fine. That's fine. We'll paint um, you guys a picture. Yeah. Really? Uh, we also, look, we have some disappointing news to start off with. I think we need to rip the, band, the band-aid off. Um, I know there are a lot of Stefan fans out there. Um, so Stefan, of course, is the uh, the sound engineer that normally does the show um, with us. A uh, lot of, he gets a lot of, of fan mail, a lot yeah. of Facebook. Um, <laughs> a lot of stuff. fan mail, yeah. There's a lot of people who are just big fans of Stefan. Unfortunately, he is off sick today. Pathetic. Um, oh. So uh, stay <laughs> yeah. well, Stefan. Send your... Get well soon, Stefan. Uh, emails to the music. Uh, to, no, to we love you, Stefan. At the music.com. At the music.com. Yeah. 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 Not a real email address. Um, but uh, fortunately, we have got uh, a little something to soothe that wound. Uh, Dan is uh, here filling in hey, for Dan. Stefan. Hey, Dan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pained. <laughs> <laughs> he just happened, happened to be here. Uh, Dan, how, how are you feeling? Are you... Um, are you also feeling ill? Are you in a good place? Uh, yeah, no, look, I'm in a good place. Um, I've been, uh, you know, looking forward to this for a while. Good. And I've uh, been That's training a lie. You it. were recruited yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you like, well, I mean, we don't know, Neil, like, is Stefan ill or is Stefan dead somewhere? Like, is this... Is uh, this, this, is, this is something I've been planning for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. Um, please yeah, make us sound as beautiful as Stefan does. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'd Pretty appreciate good. that. Um, what's on the show today, Neil? Well, What's going on? obviously we have Matt and Anthony in the studio. We're just talking shit, yeah. first and foremost. Um, we'll also be talking to uh, Gus Fring, Giancarlo Esposito from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, but first, we obviously want to talk to you guys. Kicking off the tour tomorrow night in Sydney. Happy How are we feeling? Happy tour day. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ready. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit nervous. Yeah, a little really? bit. Wow. Maybe, Maybe. Yeah. Because you Why guys that? just wrapped up a, a tour in Europe throughout February, right? Yes. Yeah. We did. Um, I think the nerves come from just, I, don't, I think there's just a, there's a little bit of pressure for us to be really good. It's yeah. a bigger production yeah. one, this one. It's annoying just when doing you have stuff. to do it good, isn't it? It's yeah, like, like when you're yeah. just getting out there and just feeling like, eh, well, that was average, but well. Dave, um. and I, Dave and I spend like 45 minutes before the show just crying in the shower to <laughs> say, like, be better. Just be good this yeah. week. Yeah. Actually do it good yeah. this yeah. week. So it's like similar, similar methods. We get I get, it. I'm going to try that tomorrow, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the venues have yeah. But are we ready? Are we good? Are we good to go? We're ready. Yeah, yeah we're very ready. nearly, if not ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. close to. We've got yeah. one one more rehearsal today, mm-hmm. um, which will be the the, the final test. Yeah. Is there a song that's yeah. just like just killing? There's you? always like, one like, of those, dude. Like, yes. What is the song that's just <laughs> like? Oh, this fucking song. Yes, we do. Yeah. I'm just really good at everything, so just I, not really <laughs> cool. he's <laughs> he's actually not far from. Probably the best with everything is the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle. It's like the perfect, um, the perfect beats every time. No, that that is an absolute lie. I, <laughs> I do struggle. Um, no, none in particular. I'd say they're all on on a level of annoyance, like an equal level of annoyance. Mm. No, nah, the old ones are. All right? It's just the new, the newer, the ones we've not played live before. There's two of those. So mm. those those ones in particular are a bit. 
And it, is this stuff that like we haven't heard on on the on the album? Like, is this new? Music oh no, you've you've heard it all. We've we've just not performed it live before. Yeah, so sure, for sure. Mm. Okay, well that's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. It's all happening. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. That's <laughs> that for me anyway. That's just the nerve wracking bit. But. I really enjoy playing the new songs though, more so than the older songs. Why is yeah. that? So, I just. I feel like we'll get sick of doing them. Yeah, we've been playing the old songs <laughs> yeah. for so long now. It's like I'm very ready for um, to play the songs that we haven't played live before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you've yeah. been Freshen. writing. You've been writing the opera Oblivia way for for a while now. Peaked at number four on yeah. the Aussie charts. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, is, is this the last leg before you kind of shut everything down as far as that album's concerned? <sighs> I think we might have a little bit left. Like not, yeah, not too. Like we're not going to drag it out for another two years or anything like that yep. but um we're very much near the end of the cycle yeah but i don't think we're quite yeah done. yeah, yeah. Okay. we want to keep milking it for a little bit yeah, yeah. we like we like that record it's like probably the, <laughs> fir- the first one we've been happy with actually like if, if i may say so like, yeah so absolutely we, we're happy to be still you know working off the back of that yeah yeah, yeah. we're writing a new one as we speak as well but cool. uh yeah spoiler alert any spoiler. any release date in mind Absolutely not. No, not, 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 we don't even have a recording date in mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so okay. it's, it's far along the process then. Good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, then you've had you've had a, a couple of weeks to, I imagine, chill out. Like, have you guys been doing nothing over Easter like the rest of us? No. Uh, I've been rehearsing like maniacs. Yeah? Yeah, and working and like, just doing the normal person thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, it's nice, but I'm very ready to... It's a gig. I'm gig ready. Gig yeah. Ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very gig ready. That's like me when like I'm ready to play FIFA. Like yeah. I'm, I'm stoked to go. It's like I've you got do your training and then it's like yeah. I'm ready. Like all the thumb, the yeah. thumb work yeah. beforehand. And then it's yeah. like, or like when you play like 64, like you need to get that palm ready for Mario Party <gasps> because that will get destroyed. Dude, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I've not played that in so long. Yeah, and you did. You get like a welt yeah. In, the yeah. middle, in the middle of yeah, your I think, palm. I think like, yeah. sorry, I just got on a tangent here. Mario Party, no, I think fine. I had to like <laughs> temporarily ban the game because when you have to like wriggle the thing, yeah. people are getting welts and like tearing their their hand up. It's like you Mario Party and like masturbation are the two things that you <laughs> on your hands as a teen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what, what there is there. <laughs> exactly. Um, but a little, a little inside of Goss for those listening. Um, mm. Anthony, before you got here, sorry, Matt, Dave and I bonded a lot. There was yep. a lot of bonding. A lot of bonding. Um, you, you miss um, I was late. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I want to say, like, there, there is a friendship here now okay. um, that you, so I'm like, you need to get on the bus or wheel. get off. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you can, you've got, like, 40 minutes worth of podcast yeah. to, <laughs> to work your way in. So. Um, but, yeah, so Dave, myself, and Matt obviously grew up in the hills. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Matt and I grew up Obviously. together because we went to primary school together. We did. Yeah. yeah. And it, was, it was, I kind of, when I said this off air, I laughed and then immediately I felt sad because I was like, yeah, we bonded over wrestling and Blink-182. Yeah. I still love both of those things <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So my main and most important question this entire podcast, do you still watch wrestling? Uh, no, you no, I are don't. so dead. <laughs> that was, that was the part where he didn't want to. Uh, the hesitation said it all. Day. Yeah. <laughs> so listen to Blink though. And yeah. Anthony happens to be... Super fan, so I, I'm, oh, you're a fan I'm, of Blink? I'm Blink super fan. You're slowly get on the bus. Well, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and I used to also love wrestling. Um, what are you used to? Well, I, I it's still, still good it. guys. People grow. I out don't get of a it, chance man. to watch it anymore. It is something you grow out of. I would. Well. Right. <laughs> I feel like road, if I, I was, if it was a Saturday, um, at, is it like twelve that they used to air it, and I was at home on Fox Eight? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I and I was just doing nothing. I'd probably watch it. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the Hardy Boys just came back, guys. Did they? Yeah. They're my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, they're they're favorite. everybody's favorite. That yeah. sounds like a thing. He he hates everything about wrestling. Well, I don't oh. hate it. Um, I hate, hate it. Dumb, I took you to a live show and he said that was awful. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, you I got, got a happen. free ticket to a live show and he said that was god awful. I felt like it was it, like for me it was like the equivalency of like going to like a Wiggles concert. You know, like yeah, I was, if the like, Wiggles I, kicked the shit out of each other with tables. I understand why there's like a demographic that loves this, but like I feel like they're much younger than me. I think we should wrap. Podcast up. I think that's it. You know what? I think it's like an angry man's soap opera. That's what that's yeah, what wrestling yeah. is for sure. It is such a the best parts are all the in betweeners, like the like all the shit that Rock used to do in Stone yeah. Cold, like just the backstage, like the banter yeah. and all like calling yeah, that each is other. so weird as well because like you know when I used to like argue with people at wrestling, like and like oh, I love the Rock though. I'm like, but his name is the Rock because he was a wrestler. Yeah. And I think he was like the highest grossing actor of last year. Yeah, Did you know yeah. that. Yeah, that's mental. Wild. I didn't know that. And he like, kind of blew up, didn't he? His movies aren't even that good. Well, you know, have you seen? Yeah, okay. Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, like, like what's, what's uh, no, rock I, that I Central liked? Intelligence was kind of funny. I missed that one. That was one with um, Kevin Hart. Kevin, yeah. Kevin Hart. That was all right. He's a funny dude. He's funny. Yeah, that's about it. Was it a good movie? But you broke my heart. It was a great movie. Yeah, but you broke my heart is what I'm trying to say here. I like the Blink thing. The Blink's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. still obsessed with Blink. I'm sorry, Neil. I'm I'm happy to hear the Hardy Boys are back. That's so <laughs> sick. Yeah, very no, good. That was I'm, great. Did you go to a live show? Did you say? Uh, I go to most of the live shows. Yeah, I went to one. Yeah, and I feel like it was. Don't you dare! Such no, no. a letdown. <laughs> was it, really? was no, it, is it not so weird know, without having the? Do you know the shit thing? Because I, ca- I can't I can't argue about this with people who don't like wrestling. It's like just shut up, Neil. It's shit because it's shit. But it's like. There's no none of the stories carry over. Like they probably make those matches like five minutes before they come out. Did the worst True. thing is that they're all title matches and the belt never yeah, changes you, you hands know, ever. You know so you know the outcome. Yeah, before yeah. You, so there's no yeah, point. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, when right. I went, I think it was the first time that they came out here. Yeah. And uh, when you were six, I get it. It's for kids. <laughs> I, was quite, I was quite young. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe Triple H was supposed to be here and yeah. he didn't rock up and I was really? devastated. Yeah. Oh, man. There. That's how come he doesn't watch that's it. Why, that's why that just put me off forever. What a diva, mate. You were, you were saying, actually, Matt, off air, that apparently I guided you through American Pie when we were, what, 11? Yeah. Please tell me more. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't even remember this. So we're in fifth or sixth grade, yeah, and yeah. Neil, Neil come to school having been shown the film American Pie by his older brother James. And he was just telling me about it, and I, I, me not knowing much about it, having maybe just seen a trailer or something, being so enamored with the plot of this, mm. I don't know, I just didn't understand it. But as a kid, it's just like, what's, what's going on? Because like, the, the, the whole I'm, thing I'm is about sex. Yeah, like, that, that's yeah, right. Like, haha, sex, sex is funny. That's right. You yeah. don't really understand at that point. Yeah. And then, it's like back to the stage of your life where you refer to sex as it because you don't quite yeah. understand <laughs> what it is yet, but you know it's naughty. <laughs> so Neil would walk me through like scene by scene and explain to me what's happening. And I was just so engrossed in it, and he'd just be telling telling it to me all the time, and then all like the one liners, and he'd just repeat them to me, and I and I'd just revel in it. I love without comprehending it properly or understanding it. I just I, I loved it. I remember listening to "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" like every single day on the bus home. That's what I remember. <laughs> yes. I remember the, the album. We didn't take off. <laughs> it's a Blink like, album. That felt like a very personal memory that you guys should just keep off the, off the air, maybe. Uh, everyone needs to know about it. But yeah, that's, I, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't know why that stands out in my memory so much. Maybe you've opened me up to that side of life. I, like, you I'm know. in your soul, yeah. if you Would will. Would that be fair? Yeah, well, I'd go as far as to say that. It's a yeah. creepy way to say yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it. Um... Dave, you have been the last couple of weeks just crapping on about Kendrick Lamar. 
Look, Kendrick's my boy right now. Yeah. Like, okay, have you guys seen, like, the music video for Humble? Yeah. Because that blew my mind. That was, like, so that was obviously like, the first single of this new album. And then the album dropped, and it was excellent. Mm. Just, like, damn, new Kendrick Lamar, excellent album. But did you guys hear the Kendrick Lamar damn conspiracy? Did you guys hear this no. sort of float, floating around? Inform no. us. All right, so he was, he was the conspiracy. Gonna forewarn you, didn't happen. Very disappointingly, it didn't spoilers. happen. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, spoilers for like a week ago. So, like, album came out, and there was this theory going on that he was going to drop a second album. That there was like there was like, a second album that was going to drop. So he released the first album oh, on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like the the like the theme of it was like, um, you know, like Kendrick was Jesus, and everyone was like, well, Kendrick dies at the end of this album, so he's going to release a resurrection album mm. on whatever the resurrection day is. Uh, which I think was <laughs> Easter Sunday. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only like 12 years of Catholic school and uh, no understanding of that. But yeah, so that was like this big kind of thing. So I was like, spent a whole uh, Easter weekend like just super excited that there was going to be like a double album drop. And there wasn't. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Um, so I guess I'd have to be okay with like the fact that he made like one full amazing album. There wasn't like a second amazing album. He's like, he's the favorite the to way. beat Ed Sheeran on the RHRs this week. Oh, really? Because I think Ed Sheeran's had the number one spot since Divide came out, which I think is seven weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, Northlane came close. They came yes, the boys did. Yeah. yeah, with Mesmer. That was a really good album. Um, but you guys as well, when I was looking at your at your album list and what they've, like, you know, you, you've got three albums. Each one has drastically jumped. You guys are due for a number one. Oh, I hope so. The first, oh, well, just, again, I'm, I'm a facts guy. The first album I think picked at 49. The second was 14. This one was four. First one was 49. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, it was, it was like it just just made it. Yeah. And then uh, the yeah, second I, one. I, yeah, I remember But then now, even yeah. that, jumping from 49 to 14, like, well fucking Yeah, it's pretty shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. then this one's four. Yeah. yeah. Next one's one. <laughs> I really depends on who releases so. a record yeah, that week. Don't, yeah. don't release the album the same week as like Ed Sheeran. It's not going to happen no. because Lee Koenigan couldn't beat Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, and we you know, know what, Lee. Though, you can't. It's like Adele will hold the number one spot for like four weeks. Man, that that last album she done like has just hovered in the top five. She she mm. beat us that week, and her record had been out for like a year or so. Yeah. I think I think it came out so, November yeah. twenty sixteen, and it hasn't left the top 10 I think even once it's insane mental absolutely insane absolutely yeah. but you yeah. guys took this this most recent album on just a massive tour of Europe recently right like you guys you guys did like the the huge European tour yeah how was that like was that just crazy it was this was our third mm. yeah. um and it was this time it was in support of a band called D's Nuts and an American band called Comeback Kid it was their co-headliner yeah, yeah. and we were sort of uh rotating for main support for them and then we did our own uk headliner just 10 dates of our own it was yeah it was was good yeah awesome. it was our first time headlining over there for the it was our first time headlining outside of australia Mm, so it was like really nerve-wracking we're like there's gonna be like five people rock up um did you crack the five? You cracked the five. Pleasantly <laughs> surprised. We, yes. we managed to do yes. that every night. Night after yeah. night. Night after night. Yes. More than five, five. people. Oh, what a relief. <laughs> it was great though. And it was kind of, uh, I don't know, going overseas, uh, especially on a headline uh, for the first, it's almost like starting again. Mm, you like, sure. you kind of playing local shows, like at home playing local shows. Then you make the step to like touring and um or like a couple of interstate shows and then touring and then like bigger supports and then you make the jump to like your head smaller headline and mm. then bigger headline it's kind of the same thing 
over there, I guess. So mm. we're just kind of, I mean, we kind of skipped the local shows phase because we don't live there. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, now it's just like the smaller headline tours. And then next time, I don't mm. know if we do like a support or something. Mm. It's mm. exciting though. And it's quite, quite humbling. It's like, well, we definitely still have a very long way to go. Well, it's cool. Cause again, we spoke with this, Sorry, we spoke about this to Marcus a couple of weeks ago as well. And, you know... From Northland. From Northland, yeah. yeah. Like, you guys have gone overseas a couple of times and you've played on these big festivals with some fucking massive names. And again, we talk about, you know, growing up with Blink-182. Like, you've played on a, on a bill with, you know, some 41 and Hatebreed. Like, yeah. how is that for you guys... <laughs> If, even as a fan, let it, take the part that you're a band Just like, like working yeah, with your heroes. You're like, yeah, you know, Derek Wibley's here, you're over there. Like, what is that like? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It feels so weird. I was so excited about that in particular. That was Gros Rock, wasn't it? It was Gros um, Rock. About yeah. playing with some 41 and them just being in the area. And I think mm. um, Brown Sound was back at that point. Yeah. That so was like his yeah. return. His triumphant yeah. return. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was so stoked and like, you know, saw them like our dressing room was directly across from theirs. They played on the same day, and I was like, "Wow, this is insane!" Like, yeah. I would not have thought this would happen a year ago, let alone, you know, yeah, now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was so excited to watch them, and I fell asleep. Yeah. No. So how do you fall asleep backstage? Because in movies, everyone's going crazy. No one's sleeping. <coughs> also, it's like a loud <laughs> place, I imagine. Yeah. Like, is backstage very loud? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was that we we were we had a bus, so the festival setup was yeah. kind of we we were sharing a bus with North Lane and Hundredth. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, everyone has their own bunk, and mm. it, it was a huge day. And by this point, we we're like well into the tour, maybe. Tour like, fatigue is mm. such a thing. Like it is, and it is like the movies in that you're drinking. So heavily, most of us anyway, sort of day mm-hmm. after day. And my God, does that catch up? It, it truly, <laughs> truly it does. Like, especially for for those of us that really have a penchant for a drink. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, you will find yourself falling asleep. <laughs> like, it, yeah. Uh, Mid-conversation. Yeah, yeah. Forgive me because I don't remember the film, but there was a film clip of, I don't know, it might have actually been, I don't know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. But it was at a festival and like it was from the angle of like a shoey. And all these bands were doing the show. Heroes for Hire. That was Heroes yeah. for Hire, right. Yeah. yeah, that was Anthony and I's previous band yeah. for, for the uninitiated. And uh, yeah, that song's <laughs> and that song's called Set in Stone. You should look yeah. it up. It's a good one. Yeah. See, that's what I envision the backstage is like at festivals. Yeah. <laughs> Heading across and, and, the no, and it is. Soundwave yeah. was an anomaly in that, yeah, it was psycho. And, it's, yeah. and you really are... This closer the real the higher tier like the Marilyn Mansons and the Slipknots and the yeah. Iron Maidens and stuff like that was yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you get FaceTime with them or is it just like you stay away from them, never speak to them? Don't Sometimes you do. I met yeah. I met um met Tom DeLong a couple of times, which is psycho. Yeah, and um, is some he, of the Slipknot cool? dudes. Is he cool? Do you guys like have a chat? So like, this was cool. this how this this happened, is a mad story actually. How this yeah. happened yeah. was so crazy. Yeah. So Marcus Matt and I used to play. In a Blink One Eight Two cover band, I've seen it. Yeah, Loved it. okay. Yeah, so oh, yeah, we were doing that for quite a while, like here and there, yeah. whenever we could. Yeah, um, started like mainly around Sydney, and then we started doing interstate ones. Um, booked a few around the Soundwave that Blink had played at twenty thirteen, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, did a club up in Brisbane. While and at that night we did it was the riding in vans with boys show, so we did Jimmy Eat World set, a Green Day set, and then a Blink set. Cool. Um, after the Green Day set, 
this dude comes up to us and is like, hey, that was really, really good. An American dude. And we're like, oh, yeah, thank you very much. Like, I'm just played two sets, like, cannot breathe. And he's like, yeah, oh, I can't remember his name. Chris, I think whose name was. Uh, I, yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, hey, he's like, yeah, I'm Chris. And he's like, I, I manage Blink. I can't wait to watch you guys play the Blink set. And we're like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're kidding, right? And he's like, no, no, no. And then I was like, I was like, this guy looks really familiar. Remember his face from that DVD. Yeah. That, like, so you know, you know who that is, too, yeah, 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember his last name, but yeah. Hey, and uh, we were just shitting ourselves. Just like, holy shit. And he's like, I would love for you guys to come down and meet the band tomorrow. And we were just like, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so cool. Um, gave us tickets to their show the next day. Um, did like a meet and greet type thing with them. It was like kind of weird in like a weird kind of official way where they like were bought out by security and they're like, hey, nice to meet you. And like yeah, the first thing it. Tom... <clears throat> Tom said, was Dude, like- <laughs> it was yeah. We were we felt sort of cool, like being back there. We didn't feel like nervous or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like I felt fine. And then they started walking towards us, and I was like, <laughs> I started freaking out. I was like, oh my god, like that's him, like especially, especially Tom, like yeah. yeah. Because beforehand it was just Mark in the band at that point, and I was yeah. like, and Blink had sort of lost its appeal for me a little bit, like mm. without Tom because he was the the main ingredient for me. Yeah. And he came in so hard. He was like, hey guys, what's going on? I was like, can I touch your dicks? Can I touch your dicks? Like coming up and, be, and I was like, oh, I, yeah. You I was, can't touch my dick. <laughs> I, I was just like, <laughs> like doing this awkward laugh, like standing there just like not, not knowing what to say. And I, I think I just muttered some gibberish and was like, huh. and, yeah. like and then he felt awkward and he's like, all right, well, do you want me to sign something sort of thing? And I was like, yeah. I think we blew it because we got so nervous. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I, de- I definitely felt like I blew it. And it was like they were like my childhood heroes. Yeah, you know? was, and yeah. I just never anticipated for Anthony that in happening. particular. Yeah, I was just but... not. I was not mentally prepared for <laughs> yeah. that to happen. And yeah, same thing. As soon as they walked around the corner, I was like, "Holy!" You're gonna spend shit. the rest of your life thinking about should I learn to 20... touch my dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't say that. Tom Long asked to touch penis. To touch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a positive there. But I like, think. 2013, that was like right when I think Brooks Wackerman came out instead of Travis, and mm, that, I think Mark yes, and Tom were already a bit rocky. Like, yeah. was that awkward? I, I was, um, well, I was obviously devastated that Travis wasn't there. Yeah. Um, mm. I thought Being Brooks a drummer was, and everything, we get it, you drum Anthony. Yeah, right. Brooks was, was great, but it was yeah, just yeah, like of not, course. not yeah. the same. Not yeah. the same. Um, I don't know. I, I guess there was kind of like a weird sort of tension but I don't know whether that was because of us or not <laughs> I think it was because of us yeah I think it might have been like they seemed they seemed pretty chill and yeah. really tall yeah, yeah. Well, Tom, yeah. that was so tough like a, Tom's Tom's a in particular yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. he's cool, a big though. man yeah I uh, think that that in particular though having him come out and behave in the way that he would on the Mark Tom Travis show thing, like say like an immature joke. Mm. I think that's what really kindled it for me. I was mm. like, oh my God, like all my childhood, like flash for my eyes. Mm. I was like, you're him. Like, he really yeah, is so that. immature yeah. and funny. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. It was great. That's cool. Man. I was so grateful that he was still like just this immature dude, like, you know, like at heart, like just this young person. Mm. Yeah. Really and cool. on the topic of meeting people, um, also at Soundwave one year, met Chris Jericho. That's cool. Oh, uh, they are, Neil. That's a wrestler, by the way. Wrestler. Okay, yep, yep. Also I front man of the band. I was just nodding. I was like, pretty sure, don't know who yeah, that is. Is his I, band Fozzy? Fozzy. Yeah. Yeah. I nearly said Walls of Jericho was his band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Walls of Jericho is his special move. It okay, makes people good, tap out. Good. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome. I feel um, like we need like a um, companion podcast just to explain all these dumb wrestling references. <laughs> was Jericho cool though? 
Um, he was yeah. uh, at the time. I was with um Brad, the singer of Heroes for Hire, mm. and uh, he asked him if he could put him in the Wars of Jericho. And he's just like, <laughs> what he's did, just, did Chris just say? He's just like, never speak to me again. No, dude. <laughs> like, no. He's like, put his arm. Like, let's get a photo. He he was really nice though. Like, he's yeah. like pretty chatty and stuff. Yeah. Just, looked like so haggard and yeah old i was just Man, I was he's like, he's like 47 yeah yeah and uh, it was uh, it was great though it was like it was very exciting yeah i was stoked good guy i guess you know, a lifetime of wrestling will take this, it is, this is my favorite podcast of all time this is like literally just covered all of your favorite things literally, Blink 182, yeah. 182 and wrestling. do we have time to talk about the office um sure man you guys watch the office i'm gonna have to bow out a little bit i'm a little bit un- uninitiated with it. Well, like, obviously we've been speaking about, you know, the genre of punk rock mostly. Is there stuff that you guys listen to that people would just be like, what? Yeah, I have been sure. listening to lately. Because This is because I recently watched the show, but all I can listen to at the moment is the Twin Peaks soundtrack. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show. Yeah, Twin Peaks, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The soundtrack for that is phenomenal and it's so strange but I cannot stop listening to it. I've not, <laughs> so, I've not listened to it. Yeah, I don't know if that... Is it like just the like, instrumental or is it... Yeah, yeah, just the instrumental. Yeah, right, and then okay. there's some 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 tracks um, by the the female artist who does like a lot of the songs throughout the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just the instrumental tracks. And yeah, stuff. right. I think yeah. that's like my favourite question that we should just ask every band is like, what is like on your Spotify playlist that yeah. you, we would not expect for you to have on your Spotify playlist right yeah. now? I was just having like, a look through mine. I've been on this Fleetwood Mac thing lately and I've been going nice. through their whole catalogue, like not just the hits. Yeah. yeah. I've just been getting so deep into it. I'm like falling more in love with them every day. Like mm. it was just yeah. so weird because they're so before my time like they're they've got one of those back catalogs that you can just literally get lost it's so accessible it's just it's just great music it's phenomenal truly yeah I've been really into that lately the new Paramore song is sick as well I still haven't heard it yeah really it's have you have you heard it I heard it no I mean I love Paramore but I was a little weirded out by it it took me a couple of spins I just have a don't hate me when I say this but I felt like if you just changed it a little bit it would sound like the song on Cooper Trooper Beach on Mario Kart. It, it sounds very tropical. It sounds drunk. The song, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a real drunken sort of like yeah, it was hazy, just, that flowy. It wasn't that it was song. a bad song. It was just I didn't it didn't sound like Paramore to me. I, kind of like when like Linkin Park's latest song, I'm like, this sounds like Flume. I don't like that. The Linkin Park. Uh, Linkin Park. Linkin Park song. Yeah, 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 neither did I, yeah. It was Certainly just a Lincoln Park song. Yeah. Do you even listen to music, Anthony? <laughs> no, You're so listen. wrapped up in yourself. <laughs> just, just, twin, just Twin Peaks. Just twin, twin Peaks. Twin Peaks on nothing. And Lord. I've been very into Lord. Lord's Lord. bad, man. Lord's Lord track yeah. is excellent. She's coming yeah. to Australia, I think, in July. When is that out? She's doing like a Nova album. I think it's... No, not yet, but it's, it's soon. soon. yeah. Anthony wouldn't know. Wouldn't you? Would you? you know when the record comes out? Yeah. I think it is late June. Yeah. Yeah, sure. She's... Because that was the big disappointment, I think, of the Splendor lineup for a lot of people was that I think people were expecting Lord to be part of it. Well, it yeah. sounds weird because I, I, you would have thought she would have been a shoe, and especially she's going to be in the country in early July in what Splendor, late July. Yeah, like what's yeah. what's two weeks, Lord? Just chill out and like you just pop home for for <laughs> yeah. a week. You know, it's a three hour flight. Yeah. Why are you going to be a jerk about it, Lord? <laughs> yeah. like, I did true. hear a little thing that she was booked for it, and then just didn't, and then fell through. So yeah, I don't know whether. Oh really? Yeah, yeah sure. I'm sure we, we can sit here and give rumors for days, but yeah, I mean, I thought I it, it made sense, especially like you know she was she's doing a bunch of festivals around that time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, is she kind of at a point now where like? She probably just feels like, well, I'll just do my own tour. She's like 20. 
Yeah, but like, get off your high horse, Lord. But mate, like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she's been on that thing for, for years. Like, <laughs> she was sixteen. I think like yeah. when you're like sixteen years old and you're friends with Taylor Swift, like you kind of go, okay, like. But she seems like, like a sweet version. Like, look at like she's Justin Bieber. He's like two years older than Lord. Apparently, he's a dick. Lord, yeah. she looks sweet. She says all bad stuff about all other female singers. Like, if you if you look it up, yeah, she's oh, but she, granted she's only young and like she's yeah. mm. had to grow up with it. But yeah, if you look it up, she said something bad about all of her contemporaries, bar Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, really? I know she. I suppose she would just be struggling. She did that thing recently with, where with she game. was like talking about how like Katy Perry's teenage dream was like as important to her as um, like you know old what was it, like old Prince or old Queen? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's sweet. Actually, that was, no, that's sweet. That's sweet. That's sweet. sweet. Speaking on like just different genres of music, obviously, are you guys Prince fans? I like a bit of Prince. I'm not like too familiar with yeah, like I know yeah. the really, yeah. everything, like his whole catalogue, but there are some yeah. songs. Like, yeah. Well, like I think the internet went to fucking overdrive because um to to sorry to honor his the one year anniversary of his death, which is today, mm-hmm. um, they announced like this six track EP called Deliverance. The day that they announced it, which I think was Monday. Prince's estate hit back immediately because it was the producer trying to release tracks and they said, no, you have no authorization. Within the day, millions of people had pre-ordered the track, the EP. It was like the most pre-ordered EP of the year or something. Mm. Um, and now it's been cut. The release isn't happening. Which oh, is, wow. It's like in a matter of 48 hours, they've announced an EP and it's not happening anymore. And it's wow. such like a weird thing of like, I don't know whose side to be on in this because like on one side it's like, we're like, cool, like new music. Like that's Well, awesome. apparently it's a, it's a, it was a very simple agreement between Prince's estate and the producer. Um, you know, you can't release these without authorization from the estate. And, and that's fair to. enough. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. And like, you know, this, there is a cynical part of me that kind of goes like, mm. are you capitalizing yeah. on like the death? anniversary just to like yeah exactly cash. oh well there were millions of people who pre-ordered the ep yeah but it's like it's one of those things especially like, we're all in our 20s like i only really started getting to prince after he died i feel horrible about oh, that man. Mm. that's so like, it's not like it it's not like time. i didn't know him of course i knew him but like i really started getting his catalog mm. um same with michael jackson like i knew michael jackson yeah. loved his music but like now i know every song cover to cover yeah yeah um, everybody loves i can relate to that though with mm. with prince especially mm. um i always loved michael jackson but Prince in particular, mm. um, yeah, didn't really pay too much attention. Yeah, until unfortunately after yeah. he mm. had that had was I'm ashamed lost. to say that was me with Bowie. I think like yeah, um, did I'm I had, say, I, I was so I don't know much of his stuff really. Yeah, mm. like I, I I kind of discovered his most recent album like right after he died because I'd heard good things about it, and then I kind of went back into the back catalog and was like, oh, so like this is what people are talking about. Yeah. How, how do you find, did, are you enjoying it? Is, yeah, 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 totally, man. Like, it, to the point that I kind of, like, that's why I, I felt like shame that I hadn't, you know, like, sometimes, like, you feel like they're yeah, like, musicians you do, that you, you just, feel, you yeah. should know about and then, yeah, like, when yeah. you discover them late, you sort of feel like, oh, like, I've been missing out this whole time or mm. I, like, have not been at this cool party that everyone's yeah. been at for all this time. I've sort of rocked up late. So, yeah, like, like, you know, I get it. Like, I get why he's Bowie. Like, I get why people... Maybe should be in the way that they do. Do you know apparently they're going ahead with the sequel now? For Labyrinth. For Labyrinth. Sorry, I should say that. You know, <laughs> you know Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, doing I Labyrinth too, but like, he was the whole point of Labyrinth. Yeah. Wasn't that's, he? That's weird. Yeah. Who's going to be, who's going to take his I don't. Part? I don't think any more details have really come out other than they're doing it. Oh, okay. Sure. Which seems ridiculous. Is it a reboot or is it a sequel? From my understanding, it's a sequel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Who do you that's think weird. would be... The best. I'm sure they'll Johnny just get. Depp or somebody. They'll just get like Adam Lambert or something. Like <laughs> they did with Queen. Like he's, he's like the he fronts Queen now. 
He does too. Yeah. Wasn't Apparently, he's really tour? good. Like, oh, like, he's great. got a, he's yeah. got an amazing voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was kind. Of, I felt like that was kind of an insult and kind of a compliment because I don't know. I just wouldn't do Labyrinth two. Yeah. Like mm. if if Will Smith and Martin Lawrence died in a horrible car accident, you go, let's make Bad Boys three. We'll get Kevin Hart <laughs> and someone else. Like, well, it's like you heard you that just don't do it. They're like remaking Aladdin and like yeah. for Genie, they're looking at like Will Smith and like there's, there's no name that you could throw at me for that like remake that I'd be like yes. Yeah. That's often yes, what we were talking about yesterday. Was yeah. it Dre was saying who's supposed to helm that? Um, oh, oh no, I can't. the new Aladdin film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine Disney, wasn't it? Oh, it's a Guy Ritchie. No, no, Ritchie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Director yeah. of like uh, Snatch and like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, strange, huh? Interesting, right? Like, because he's you know when you look at his back catalogue, but then like he started doing like some more kind of commercial. I mean, all his films have been commercial, but some more sort of like mainstream films. Like The Man from Uncle was like him like mm. doing like a blockbuster. Um, Sherlock Holmes, I guess, was like yeah, that was British, but it was still very like you know. It was a big, I thought making like the yeah, live action Disney's was on John Favreau now because he did Jungle Book, he's doing Lion King, dude, he's doing the Little Mermaid. I'm so curious. Is, he really? is John Favreau doing Little Mermaid really as well? Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I know that there is one being made, and I'm pretty sure that he's helming it. Yeah, yeah. sure. I'm pretty um, into this like live action Disney. Dude, the thing. Beauty and the Beast yeah. one is sick. Have I you seen, seen it? it? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You haven't seen it yet. No. I thoroughly enjoyed it's it. It's really, really cool. It's so well, yeah, so okay. tastefully remade. Yeah, it's really true to the original, and it's yeah. still brave enough to sort of step outside of the parameters of the yeah. original. And it's really well done. It's what, sick. What was actually really interesting, like it's it was weird, and I kind of thought I would hate it, but I didn't mind. Is that Emma Watson can't really sing? Like she's fine. It's but you think if you're yeah. gonna do a live action remake with a lead star she doesn't have a yeah a really nuanced voice like the rest of the cast but it was fine like yeah. it, it oh, didn't it, bother me at all which is weird i thought it would it would kill me but yeah they Maybe um, i they, need to check because I, I sort of have have this like very blanket assumption like with the jungle book and all these new remakes like this is dumb i don't want i don't want to see these movies yeah. but like maybe i should give it a shot yeah. maybe i should give it a chance I don't know. Actually, going back like 19 conversations ago to childhood memories. <laughs> I'm not. I promise it's not about wrestling. Like you were, you were saying off air, you saw the Power Rangers. Have you guys seen the Power Rangers remake? No. Like no, I thought, no. it's M. It's gonna be cool. Dave dashed my dreams. Oh man, just so bad. Why? Just so bad. Just like it's like I was saying, it was like every single person involved in that film made exclusively bad choices. <laughs> like, like everyone was just like, oh, like we'll just cast this terribly. And we're like, the actors were like, yeah. I'm going to act this really bad because like, that's going to be a good choice. And like, <laughs> just like the tone was weird. Like it started off like trying to be like serious, like remake Power Rangers. See, Chris Nolan ruined superhero movies to everyone because it was like, he did Batman in like, if Batman, this is a real world, this could really happen. And like Superman tried to do it. In no world is Superman ever going to be real. But like Power Rangers is silly. Like it just, yeah, it's a course. silly film. And so like, you had like Elizabeth Banks like doing like silly Power Rangers, yeah. but then like you know Brian Cranston and like the rest of them doing like serious Power Rangers, and then you had like Bill Hader as the robot doing silly Power Rangers, and then like halfway through the movie they're like, oh maybe this is a silly movie, <laughs> and then it's like them like riding their giant coloured robots to like the original <clears throat> Power Rangers theme song. And you're like, this is the movie I want to see. So they have the original theme song there. Yeah, like it like pops up and you're like, oh great, That's like cool. this is this is fun. I hope that was spoilers. Bay, spoilers it? Sorry, is Michael Bay? That it wouldn't be surprised if he produced it, surely. Maybe produced. Yeah, I think uh, it was like some... Right. I think it was like a, a not a super experienced director. Just, or it didn't feel uh, like a super experienced director. It's too much of it, that Michael Bay gloss and sheen over... Even just the trailers mm. that sort of... Uh, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. Yeah, like yeah, In sure. the same way that the Transformer films don't pass mm. the first two... But yeah. then, like, I'm, I'm not, like, completely against blockbusters at the moment because, like, you've got, like, some really cool stuff coming out. Like, the new Thor movie 
looks mm. amazing. That is being done by the dude that did Boy and Yeah, Taiki Wahidi, I think his name yeah. is. I, yeah. I can't say it, but he is like a fucking hero of mine. Yeah, like, he's yeah. great. Like he's what like, we do in Shadows, amazing, Boy, yeah. amazing. Like Hump the Water People was like before Moonlight came out, like that was my pick for like the best movie of last year. Yeah. Like hilarious. And the idea of like him doing <laughs> Thor. Have you guys heard the pitch for? Yeah, I don't know how he got that. Like, <laughs> it's like the pitch for the movie is it's an intergalactic Thor Hulk buddy film. Like, it's like it's like a buddy cop film, like an intergalactic space adventure with and Thor won. and Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> it looks amazing. Apparently, he was at Blues Fest, by the way. Who? Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. Just chilling out with Matt Damon. Just chill out. Wow. <laughs> what a pairing. What, what the fuck is How that? do they know each other? What film do they do together? I don't know, but apparently you don't have to be in films to be friends, Dave. Yeah, I know. You but like, you're like, where do they together. meet? Like, they just, like, <laughs> helps. They just hit it off at yeah, the Oscars I have or no something? Idea. No, who's invited Crimson to the Oscars? No one. I don't know. But you mentioned Brian Cranston, and I'm going to yes. use that segue to go Brian straight into the next thing. If you've been listening to the podcast, wanting to hear Giancarlo Esposito. God, that's hard to say. Gus Fring from Breaking Bad and Medical Soul, guys. Are you fans of the show? I've not seen it before. I like him in Breaking Bad, though. It's my favorite yep. character from that. Mm. Yeah. He's, it's, yeah, so, such a cool character. Really loved, yeah, loved him in that. I think mm. I watched the first season of Better Call Saul. Yeah, pretty cool. sure. Yeah. It was, or maybe like half of the first season. Just out of curiosity, Matt, what, why did you just stop watching? Like, how, who stops three seasons in a Breaking Bad? It was, that's because it's beginning that's to mental. get good. Yeah, yeah, it, like, must yeah. Been the, it must have been the fourth season. If you were saying that he comes in in the fourth season? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, and I, I saw like a lot of episodes with him in it, so it must have been yeah through the fourth. And why I stopped, I don't know, we were in, I was binge watching it when we were recording Indian Summer, I think. And then, yeah. sure. I don't know, it's like once the touring cycle started, it just, I just never picked back up on it. Funny with Breaking Bad though, because at the end of season four, I remember being like, I could stop watching right now because like the season finale oh, of season four God, yeah. was so good that I was like, cool, like, the show's wrapped up. And then when like I heard they were doing a season five, I was like, I don't need to watch this. Yeah, There's no way this can be as good as season four. So I came to it quite late. But then it was good. Mm. Then it was very good. We're gonna, I'm going to have to finish it. I have to. I think you have to, man. You're going to hear you're in this interview, um, our Perth editor, Dan Cribb, did the interview. Good man. Great guy. Yeah. Um, he actually talks about, he was trying to push for his own spinoff called The Rise of Gus Fring, which I is going to be solely about... Dude, out. I would watch that. Like, yeah, and I, I feel bad because don't get me wrong, I love Better Call Saul, but... That Gus Fring story sounds so fucking cool. He's much more of a character to base. I mean, I've I've not seen Better Call Saul, yeah, so yeah. I can't really mm. speak. But for, for me personally, like that character, he was such a brooding and yeah. Oh, dude, such a cool character and so enigmatic. Like there was so much uh, yeah. going on behind him. Like Giancarlo, like portrayal of that character is mm. incredible. So sick, mm. really. Yeah. But like Vince Gilligan, right? So he yeah. did what like six, seven years on Breaking Bad. Yep. Now jumping into Break, like, Better Call Saul. What this is their third year, third, third season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. For him, he's been in this one universe now for almost a decade. Yeah. Like, surely he's just ready to be like, let's just, like, do something new. Like, yeah. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't you for just sure. be, like, exhausted from doing that same... Like, obviously, like, you know, exciting new stories, but, like, you know, we could, we saw from, you know, like, he started off of the X-Files and stuff like that. So he's obviously got, like, a very diverse yeah. range of interests. Like, I'd love to see what he could do if he was just, like... Jumping into something completely. Well, there's no yeah. way. I think. Like, I think this is all going to build to the point where, like, there's rumors that Brian Cranston's going to show up somewhere in Better Call Saul. 
Like, even if it's just like a, he's walking through a supermarket and you see him in the background. Like, How disappointing would that be, though? Yeah, like, it would. That, that, that would suck up. It's just, like, chemistry teacher, like, Brian Cranston, like, walking around, like, buying, like, chemical supplies <laughs> yeah. for, his, for his next class, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is Dan Cribb chatting to Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, last week he was in Sydney. Check it out. Yeah, Gus Spring is back. How does that feel for you? You know, it's exciting to be back playing a character I've played before, but in a new incarnation, deconstructing this character to find the development of who he is before we meet him in Breaking Bad has been very interesting for me. I, re- I resist playing anything stereotypical or do anything that I've done before, certainly a character that you've come to know and some love, some hate, but all are, you know, tantalized by it. Um, it I want and I, I desire to do something that's a little less polished, a little more vulnerable, and um, maybe even a little less maniacal so that we can grow into seeing how Gus becomes who he is when we... It's, it's, it's funny because I know um, with Gus, less tends to be more. And it seems to be the whole kind of ethos of Better Call Saul. It's very slow moving and more calculated. So it almost seems like that character might fit better in this series than he did Breaking Bad. Yeah, well, I think so as well. The possibility certainly exists there. You want to keep Gus a certain kind of mystery, but we also want to reveal enough to keep everyone excited and tantalized. And reveal enough, not only just to serve the audience, but to serve the character-driven nature of the show. Um, We want to see, I mean, I can already see where some relationships I'd like to see, because I'm still, I don't know anything, because the writers don't tell us anything, but I would like to see how Gus has his first encounters with Mike and with Saul and and with Hector Salamanca, all the folks that he was involved with in uh, the previous show, but see how the, the actual meetings unfold and what happens. How is Gus in the process of, that's what I'd like to see, someone in the process of building um, an empire that we came to know and really understand. Speaking with uh, Peter Gould at the uh, season two finale when that one aired, and um, he kind of said going back into the Breaking Bad universe after the success of that show was kind of terrifying because of all these expectations and things like that. Was it? How did you kind of feel going back into it after such an epic exit from Breaking Bad? Well, it, it felt good to me once I decided I'd be doing something different. Once I talked to all parties involved and, and made it clear that that's what I would like is to do something I haven't done before, um, then I'm not playing the same Gus. I'm playing a new Gus. Um, already, you know, you can see that my hair is a bit longer and darker. A decision I made not to go back to that original haircut, which was a difficult decision. But I think now it's the right decision. You know, I know when I said I want to keep my hair like this, I made a decision and a choice because we have to do that when you have all these co-creators and writers. And, you know, I could have cut my hair easily, but once you cut it, you can't go back. My hair was longer. I waved it back. I said, this is him. When I saw it, I said, it's very different. It was odd looking at myself in the mirror, but I knew it was right. Get to the set. Vince wants to look at it. Everybody wants to look at it. Well, I don't know. Can we do this? And blah, 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 blah. And Vince said, what do you think? I said, Vince, this is absolutely right, because I want to grow to a place where we see that gust that we left off, the gust that we saw last in Breaking Bad. I don't want to see that gust from the beginning. I want to see the guy grow into that gust. So the only way to do that was to do the subtle things that would allow me to think differently about the Like, you know, um, now, like, you're happy with where the character is going and where you're taking it and the writers, but I read at first you 
just were not interested in kind of returning to the show? Well, it wasn't that I wasn't interested. It was I thought that I was finished with Gus uh, in episode four of Breaking Bad. There was no more I could do. I thought it was a perfect ending for his character and also a perfect ending for the show. So, and then, you know, you got to understand this show was it was going to be a comedy. So there was no place in a comedy for Gustavo Fring, I didn't think. Um, but when they realized that the, that the light and dark of the show was tending to be more dark than light, and that they wanted to go for more of a drama and created, finally uh, created uh, Better Call Saul in that image, then that opened up the door and the possibility for Gus to, to be able to come back. But even so, you know, unless it was a show, and I said this to Vince, that was called The Rise of Gus, it's something that I felt that I wasn't interested in. Because, you know, Gus deserves a full investigation of his background in Chile and, and, and who he really is outside of the world of Better Call Saul. Whether that will happen now, I don't know. But um, how long do you do a character who is so particular in so many ways, but you only see so much of, unless you give that character more to do? And in this situation, that character is a cog in the wheel for this other show called Better Call Saul, just as Breaking Bad was a show about Walter White. So I'm an actor who likes to do things fresh and new and create new characters. Um, you know, I've made four, four movies since I was on Breaking Bad, and I've made four television shows as well. I've played a lot of different characters since I played Gustavo Fring. I love it. I love what I do. I love playing this character and bringing this new Gus to life, but I don't want to do that forever. So... Did um, Vince, when you kind of mentioned the rise of um, Gus Fring as a potential thing, did he light up at all, or is it something you could potentially see happening at some stage? No, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to have it happen, but you know, I brought it up with Vince, and I don't get much of a rise out of him in regard to that because I think he he or had already thought it would either be Saul after Breaking Bad, or it would be a show about Gus, um, whether it had that title or not. And I believe he thought that he knew more and was more well, he was well down the road with Bob Odenkirk. He knew more about Saul. He didn't know more. He hadn't developed his ideas in regard to what Gus was doing before. So he knew more about Saul and made that decision. At this point, you know, it's, it's a pipe dream of mine. It would be great. I think it could do, would deserve an investigation, but depending on how long Saul goes and Gustavo Fring is in that Saul world, if it goes all the way up to Breaking Bad, I don't know if I want to take another five years and do more Gus. I would love to explore a limited edition, and I've always said it to be that, a limited edition, 6 or 13, a special of The Rise of Gus would be enough for me, and then be done. Explain his background, get into the crux of who he was before Saul, um, and maybe that might be a very different show than we could ever imagine. If it does turn out to be that, and it ever, ever has the support from you know AMC, Sony, and Vince Gilligan to do that, then I'd be willing to do it. You know, Gus is a family man in the early part of his career. Gus is a divorced family man. Gus is a you know a family man with a closeted gay life. Oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, that would be very very interesting. But it would depend on how rich that would be, and if it would be all about Gus. At this point in my life, I I am I have a lot of talent, and I want to work. I don't want to hold back anymore, and I I, I deserve and feel like it's time for me to have a show of my own, whatever that is. It would have to be rich and interesting and, and have a wonderful cast and great writers. So I don't want to stand on the sideline anymore. I love the characters I portray. I love being a part of the show, and I think we should all enjoy the ride while I'm here. 
All right, that was our chat with Giancarlo Esposito. Better Call Saul is streaming right now on Stan Season 3. Episode 2 has just dropped. You need to check it out right now. So, guys, thank you so much for, for coming on the show, guys. This is a, a bit of fun, fun episode for me. Yep. hope it was fun for you. <laughs> it was fun. Um, was I had a blast. Uh, yeah. You guys are about to kick off your, your Australian tour, your national tour. Uh, you guys are here at the uh, Oxford Art Factory in Sydney, Saturday, 22nd of April. So that's tomorrow. Uh, and sold out, by the way. You want <laughs> tickets? Out. Too fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> you can try to bribe the bouncers, but uh, <laughs> the integrity of those gentlemen is uh, very high. So I wouldn't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't even bother. Um, bribe us because you might have, you might have better luck. Yeah. The, the guys will be moving on to Adelaide next Friday, Perth next Saturday. Then there's dates in Brisbane, Gold Coast, Canberra. Melbourne and Sydney again. Why do you finish up in Sydney for again? Do you just like us that much? We just hometown like, boys. Yeah, oh, we're like yeah. let's start and finish the tour in Sydney. That's and the good. second show we're going to do two records front to back in full together. Nice. So yeah, Indian Summer cool. in full and Opera Oblivia in full. Scurry. An yeah. awesome support act, Endless Heights, the Brave and Introvert. Are they excited as well? Are they as nervous as you guys are, apparently? Oh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Well guys. Best of luck oh, for the can. show. <laughs> Best of luck for the show. I uh, hope you guys kill it. I'm sure you will. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you Thank for you having us. Nice. Uh, I'll bring you on my own podcast. It's called Talking Wrestling with Neil. Yep. You can hear uh, all about that next week. Launching soon. Uh, I think there's already been a big following for that, Neil. Yeah, we're very excited about it, guys. Thank you so much again. And we'll see you all next week. Very well. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.